viu rico namorar pobre? Hello everyone. Hey, hey, hey. We finally have someone back. I know everybody missed him. I finally am back from my colonoscopy. <laughs> Bitch, it was a colonic, not a colonoscopy. And you needed it because you were full of shit. So. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> lies. That's a lie. Wow. His asshole looks shinier than ever. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said that I got it bleached, bitch. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Oh we my just God. inspected it. It looked great. <laughs> no, you didn't. All natural. Don't lie now. All natural. Oh I honestly, we had so much fun with that shit. We were fucking crying. I forgot. I knew there was something else with it. I was like, oh yeah, this is a colonic. But no, honestly, I was more offended that you said I shaved my asshole. Like, waxed. That waxed. Waxed my asshole. Waxed. We did say that. Was Absolutely it painful? Not. No, because nothing has happened. It's still Those all there. Consequences you when you're absent for a week. Would you like, like if to I'm see absent, it? who knows what you would just will say. I will never be absent because I You haven't nervous. seen my asshole. Sherry, uh, you haven't <laughs> seen my asshole. Don't even act like that's the case. Would you like to see it? <laughs> You'll show me eventually. I can pull it up on my phone right now. On your phone? I thought of you were course. just going to pull it out. <laughs> no. Why would you just show it to me on your phone? Because <laughs> my phone has good pictures. <laughs> Oh my lord. Anyways. That was such an awkward laugh. I'm back. <laughs> Good thing we record on Tuesday and not on the damn Lord's Day of Sunday because this is just unacceptable. Uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of heathens over here. Like, yeah. Uh, lord have mercy. Get your hair out of my face. No. <laughs> okay. Is well, it soft? <laughs> she, he doesn't want to play with you, girl. He's mad at us because we said that he got his asshole bleached. Yeah. Waxed. Wax. I thought we said wax and We bleached. said both. He wax and bleach, wax. bitch. Wax. Absolutely we said you got not. the works. You got no, cleaned I didn't. out. You yeah, got bleached out. <laughs> <laughs> like Papa John's, you got the works, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> when you go through the damn Daddy car wash. Josh. The most expensive option. That's what you got. <laughs> Before we found out he was racist, you got the works. Oh, Papa mm. John's. Oh, I was like, no, I thought you about me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, because of your All story? because of my royalty? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, damn! No, I'm No. Jesus. Sherry don't and expose I, me like that. Listeners, if you don't know, Sherry and I are both black, and we can just go ahead and say Shane has never been racist to us. I don't know what he does in his well, private life. But... Well, okay, well, for our listeners, too, I am also black. So <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it does. So you can imagine our surprise when he said he was getting an a- his asshole bleached. We're like, oh, you're going full Michael Jackson on us, Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. This is so rude. Wow. I can't. Whatever. So, last week, we didn't announce the royalty winner. But this week, I'll go ahead and say it. I won again, Of bitches. course you did. Because of course I that did. That bitch said I'm married. Yes, he <laughs> did. And it really, really happened. I hope that I don't get sued. I didn't say his name, but... You know who it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once again, I'm the winner. Congratulations. You deserve to win. Do you want I already cookie? knew you won. It's not even two weeks of anticipation because I already knew. Whatever. Wow. You guys did, did a good try. <laughs> Way to be humble. I'm not humble. Why am I humbling myself for you? <laughs> who are you, Jesus Christ? Like, nope, nope. Just Sherry Thompson. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, ma'am. Next best thing. Talk about assholes. <laughs> right. Like, That's right. Okay. Well... Now that we got that over with, we know who the rightful winner is, as always. Should always be me. It'll probably always be me because the people just love what I have to say. When you're messy, it just emanates from every orifice. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Have you guys listened to anything or watched anything cool this past week? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I am late. On it, but they did finally recently release Pose to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been watching that. I finished that out the other night, and it's so 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 good. And season two, I think, comes out June eleventh or thirteenth or something like that. Yes, I didn't finish the first season. It's fantastic. Watching. It's so good. Like, and it's so important. And it's just it, that is such a major part of the LGBT um, community that I think is very ignored mm-hmm. and very outcast and. For, for a TV show of that 
size to to tell these stories, especially with like the balls and like everything happening in the eighties with like the AIDS epidemic and fucking Billy Porter. Jesus is an Christ. Icon is an icon. Oh my god. We do we do not deserve Billy Porter no. at all. At oh, all. He's amazing. We are unworthy. But anyways, that's what I'm watching. If you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix for free now and season two starts in a couple weeks. Cool. What about you, Cher? Anything? Um mine will be a meme I saw. So <laughs> what? educational. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Great. Intellectual. <laughs> so I brought up that Mr. Ratburn uh, got married on the season twenty-two premiere of Arthur. And it was banned in Alabama. I was about to say not in Alabama, he didn't. Right. They're so trash. There was a meme that Roll made me tad. laugh. Roll, Roll tide. <laughs> there was a meme that made me just guffaw that literally said <laughs> so new um, edited episode of the Arthur season 22 premiere um, like exposed for Alabama where Mr. Ratburn marries his sister instead. Oh my I said, god. No, I'm not doing this with you guys. <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> oh. I said internet I'm oh canceling my, my subscription. Oh I don't want to do god. this anymore. My okay, are people in Alabama actually offended by the incest jokes, or do they, are they? Like, no, I don't know. Happening. If, that's what I <laughs> nothing. Think too. There's no outrage. I feel like the, it hasn't gotten there yet. Like to that, I think they're like, oh, like <laughs> they know you're about insulting us. us? <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen no outrage from Alabama. No one. Like everyone just computers just... there. Maybe they didn't see the meme yet. <laughs> like what? They're still using Morse code. It all Can makes they sense. Read it? I'm sorry. I mean, that's what the memes are about. I'm sorry. (laughs) They can't, though. They're the 50th in education in the United States. I'm telling you. Roll (laughs) Tide. Roll Tide. They've got to do something about that messiness. It's so messy. Okay, so I saw Aladdin yesterday. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but surprisingly, I was okay with it. Like, I enjoyed it. There were parts of it I really liked. There were a couple of areas that I was like, this could this could be problematic. I'm like, I don't know. Agrabah, of course, is a made up place. That's fine. But you're giving me like Moroccan vibes. When I go to Epcot, if you want to get like a picture of Princess Jasmine, she's in Morocco. So I'm like, okay, so I'm for all intents and purposes, I'm like, this is a fake land similar to Morocco. Why is Jasmine- It's Middle East though, isn't it? Yeah, Morocco, I guess is, you could say, is Africa slash the Middle East. Well, yeah, but, but I was going to say, Aladdin, though, is supposed to be Middle yes. Eastern, isn't it? Yes. Saudi yes. Arabian, right? Yeah. We don't know. It's in Agrabah, made up place. It is Arabian. Like, Arabian. Yeah, Arabian, Arabian night. Night. Right. Yeah. I don't know why Jasmine and a lot of her dance sequences were do- was doing, like, Indian Bollywood. I'm like, mm, oh, those people are not <laughs> the same. They're, like, very different in culture. To me, they were just giving us, like, a blanket view of brown people dancing. Like, all the brown people in this area do the Bollywood light bulb and whatever the heck else they were doing. So that, I was like, this could be a little problematic. Um, They also gave Jasmine a solo that I just felt like it was unnecessary. Like, people were going poof in the middle of it and disappearing. And, like, what? Yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that was... <laughs> the whole thing could, should have just been nixed, but... I, I get like... They were trying to give Jasmine a voice. It's, like, 2019, you know? Like, yeah, the original Jasmine... Jasmine kind of a prop. Yeah, she know. was. So I understand the effort behind it, because, like, let's be real, little girls don't need to be watching, like, Princess Jasmine be subservient and watch Aladdin just save her. I get it. Maybe whenever she's like having to be like a stripper, like for Ooh, Jafar, they didn't and do that like, part as they shouldn't. Like, right? Girls literally she's in like an hourglass, like truly like a having sex to slave. One hundred percent. She's right. chained up. Like, she was chained up. She was scantily clad. She was drugged. Like bitch was going through it. I was like, oh, I've seen this movie before. It was called Taken. Like why? <laughs> Why do they do this to her? So, honestly, good thing they cut that shit out. And they replaced it with a female empowering power ballad. Great. That was not very good. So, I'm like, I don't, I'm not mad at the ballad. You win some, you lose some. I'm not mad at the placement. I'm just mad entirely that, like, the song was just not very good. Like, it wasn't very good. But other than that, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Side note, real quick, we don't have to talk about for long. Go see Booksmart. Booksmart's oh, great. I haven't seen it yet. I'm dying to see Booksmart. I was really impressed with Olivia Wilde. Okay, it's really? like a, it's like a perfect amount of like 
Because I feel like a lot of times high school coming of age movies that are R-rated are like too crude and too unbelievably mm-hmm. crude for high school. Like I'm like, no, this isn't actually how it is. Like it's just being crude now to like be geared towards like an adult audience. Right. Booksmart is like the perfect level of crude that I was like, oh, this is 100% high school. Like this is like high school crude humor. It's great. Okay. So there's some kind of crazy news, crazy things are happening all over the South right now. If you don't know, tons of Southern states are passing these horrible abortion bans. One of which is the state of Georgia. Of course. Of course. The first one. Yeah. So Atlanta, it's so weird when you live here because you're like, oh, like this is a progressive city. But then you remember that. You're surrounded by the state. Yes. uh, You're surrounded by an entire state that's like living in the year 1960. And it's kind of crazy, honestly. But not only are these things happening with the abortion ban that are like so shocking and crazy. um, And it's a scary time to be a woman. But more than that, it's a scary time to be an actor in Atlanta because all of these liberal production companies who work here and employ us and now have the option to leave if they want to. Right. <sighs> what are your did thoughts, you see, you guys? Well, first off, did you see Netflix's official statement? Mm-hmm. Where Netflix, fin- they finally spoke out about it and they said that they are going to continue to produce for the time being and continue to make um, film and TV in Atlanta and in the state of Georgia while this is not an official like thing, it hasn't passed yet, but they said that they're going to keep a close eye on it. They're continuing to support the production companies that don't want to continue to shoot in Georgia and are pulling out of it. Mm-hmm. And they said that if the actual ban, if the ban does pass, then like they are going to quote unquote rethink their entire investment in the state of Georgia, which is Uh-oh. horrifying. Well, this is what I found. What did you find, Siri? <laughs> Siri. <laughs> Are you Googling this topic? <laughs> Exposed. The actress prepares. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Sherry Googled, what is abortion ban? What is an abortion ban? <laughs> Sherry's dead silent. She's over here stressed. Like, hold on. Abortions what are banned? What is an abortion I ban? I was actually reading the Netflix statement. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Okay. Fuck you guys. No, I think... Uh, Ever since this has started happening, my thing is, is is if the people who are against this abortion ban are obviously primarily liberals. Right. Also primarily liberals are artists. Artists are really the only ones that are truly being affected by this ban. I mean, yeah, if you want to talk about finances, yeah, the state's going to suffer if all these like production companies pull out of Georgia. However, it's hurting those of us that actually try to make a living working in the inter- entertainment industry. And it is only making things more difficult than they already are. And to me, it's absolutely ridiculous that we're punishing the artists rather than like, we should be utilizing the art that's already being made here in this state and use it as a means to make a statement to the state of Georgia. Like if that's what you're going to do, don't pull out of it and continue to don't stop supporting the people who actually like make these things possible and who are actually making a living Mm. in the industry. I think that it's a little bit of a stressful situation too, because it just makes you think like these production companies really are here for convenience. They're not here for us. They're not here because they're like, Oh, Georgia actors, like they, there's no taxes. They work so hard. You know what I mean? Like, but because of the size of Atlanta though, it's turned into that though. It has, it went from people were moving here because it's easy to, it's cheap to shoot and there's, you know, no taxes and the the taxes are lower on, you know, film sets and stuff. However, now it's turned into this like second Hollywood, so to speak. And there's this major flux of people from the West coast over here because of it. And it's just like, now that we're, I don't know, it's really scary to me all of this stuff that we're pulling out one because i mean for one the bill itself is sick it's pathetic um and the fact that people are actually proposing and actually voting on it and actually in favor of it is sickening to me however on the other side of that on i guess you know i guess you'd call it a more selfish note but i feel like most people in in the industry would would agree that it it sucks and it's scary that this just like mega like part of the industry is perhaps starting its like descent and that that sucks to be honest i hear what you're saying but i disagree with you unfortunately the artists are going to have to boycott to get their point across because at the end of the day 
I these production companies don't care about the art that they're producing. They're just producing stuff. They're stuck at a between a rock and a hard place because they know that the people that are working for them care about it, but I don't think necessarily that they do. I feel like they said that because people will stop watching, which is a huge problem. True. I think that they care about their bottom line and look over the money is. And California knows that, which is why California, I think it was last week, said that they would give tax incentives to film and TV productions that want to leave the state of Georgia. Because they understand that it's all about their bottom line. And they're like, that's fine. If you really don't want to be producing the state of Georgia any longer, we will take you back. Well, because California's been sweating the last couple years. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, honestly, I see both sides because on one hand, I'm like, as a woman, I appreciate your support because this is disgusting and I don't think that it should be okay. We should probably put some pressure on Brian Kemp and the rest of the state of Georgia to maybe not pass this horrible law. But on the other hand, I'm like, as an actor, hello, I need this. This is my livelihood. This is my money. Like, why punish us? We had nothing to do with this. If anything, those people in the city of Atlanta, Georgia are the only thing that's keeping this state from being like a completely like from being Alabama? Conservative state. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it's also, too, like, the, the entertainment and the film industry in Atlanta is on an uprise right now. Like, right. it is. Like, yeah. it's, it's... There's a lot more original work being done in Atlanta now using and utilizing local hires. And now that that's about to be potentially completely uprooted is just... It's scary. And it's, it's like... It, well, I mean, the fact that we even have to have this discussion in the first place because of this fucking bill is insane. Like... Crazy. I really yeah. hope that this bill does not pass. Just as a woman, that's what I want. Like it doesn't actor, need to pass. Like no. it's, it's disgusting. And Ugh. I appreciate the support. I do. I think it's nice that people understand they have a moral obligation now as entertainers to like kind of c- correct the narrative. And I appreciate that. If I thank you so much for caring enough that you'll uproot your production for me, a woman. But also let's not be so hasty let's For wait a second an actress maybe yes. let's not like yeah. yes let's not be so hasty let's just see what happens i think it's right to be vocal about it and hopefully shit just goes away i honestly feel though that we need to prepare for the what if i have a strong feeling based on how the temperature in america is going right now that it might pass unfortunately i think brian kemp might sign that I mean, Donald Trump is our president, so... Right. Just never know. All right, well, that is it for that segment, and we will be right back to talk about a story that one of our listeners wrote in. Oh, shit. People listen to this? Shocking. (laughs) Shocking still to this day. We'll be back. And we are back. So... A couple of weeks ago, one of our listeners wrote in and asked us to give our advice on something. And Uh I guess we did a good job because somebody else wants us to give advice. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) This is turning into that fucking Amanda Bynes segment on all that. Dear Ashley, that's me. We need to call this like honest tea. Yeah, honest Honest tea. tea I I said that last time. I said that. Yeah, actually he did say that. And then Sherry Thompson decided to say it on air. I did say you said it. Well, welcome to Honest Tea. That's what we're calling it now. Honest Tea Hour. So, our listener, we are going to go ahead and give her a name, an alias. So, for the sake of the story, we are going to call her Nicole. And we are going to call the partner Morgan. He's a man. So, (laughs) the tale starts when Nicole and Morgan started dating a few years ago. They were very close. Their families knew each other. I really feel like I'm telling you guys like a bedtime story or something. Because they're both just relaxed and ready to hear the tea. Okay, I love it. So, Nicole and Morgan had been dating for a while. Morgan's family is from the West Coast. But they were that type of a deep relationship where... Nicole had even been to the West Coast and met his family and spent Christmas with them. Like, yeah, so they're a very serious couple, very serious relationship. Out of nowhere, 
I think Morgan decided that he was like, I think we're moving too fast. I want to focus on my career. It's time for me to take a step back. Sherry's trying to figure out who this is about. I can tell. I think I figured it out. <laughs> he was like, I need to focus on my career. I want to take a step back from this and focus on myself. And Nicole was kind of like, um, the fuck? Okay. So, Cheating. so, okay. They go their separate ways. Nicole's a bad bitch. So of course it's not hard for her to find a man. She's dating. Like she's doing what she's got to do. Mm-hmm. And Morgan's out here. He knows that she's dating. And, you know, men have fragile egos. No offense, Shane. So, like, he kind of gets his little feelings hurt, you know? So, they're never officially, like, broken up, broken up. They have been on and off for, like, I'm going to say a year now. It seemed like a long time from what she was saying. And there's no clear, like, answer as to what they are. Like, are they together? Are they not together? Who knows? They're still doing tons of things as if they're together. Like, they went on a trip to Cuba with her family. And Nicole's parents paid for the entire trip. And Morgan was there. Now, I don't know if Nicole's family knows that they were on and off. Probably not. They wouldn't have, like, volunteered to pay for this man. But still, like, they're still hanging out that often that her parents felt like it was normal for them to, like, pay for her trip. Um, So, they have a lot of, like, fundamental differences. One of which, Nicole is, like... She's a suburban bitch, you know? She likes nice things. She likes a couple David Yerman. She's cool with the Cartier. Betty. She's a Buckhead Betty, for sure. Right. She's a suburban bitch. Like, she likes a little label here and there. Like, she's cute. She knows what she likes. She was she was brought up to appreciate the finer things. Apparently, Morgan was brought up to appreciate these things, too, but he's very different than her. He's not very materialistic, and um, for all intents and purposes, I'm going to call him cheap. Because from what I heard... <laughs> we didn't say frugal. Oh no, 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 no. There's frugal and then there's cheap. Damn. That's a fundamental difference of theirs. And it's evident throughout a lot of times in their relationship, okay? Um, so we fast forward. And oh, and during this time that they're on and off, like there, there's like times where they're coupley and they're together and there are times that they're just not so during one of the times that they're together they are at nicole's pool and morgan they see this girl and morgan's like oh my god let me introduce you to her hey this is so-and-so this is nicole and she's like okay cool she walks away and she's like oh she was nice how do you know her why does morgan tell nicole that he met her because he went on a date with her several dates with her when they were off he had met her at Nicole's gym mm. when they were on. Just lie. Ooh. So that's strike one in my book. <laughs> then Nicole's family dog died. Okay, if you had a fa- if you have a family pet or have ever had a family pet die, it is the most devastating feeling in the world. Like it oh, truly yeah. feels like you lost a family member. Because you did. You did. It is so 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 devastating. So I'm telling you, Morgan and Nicole, they're very close so close that Morgan was in the room when they had to put Nicole's dog down. Damn. Like, I know, so sad. Ooh. Which is so nice of him to be there for but her. So like intimate. Very intimate. And who knows if they were on, if they were off, who knows? So, obviously Nicole's not in the best of spirits, goes back to her. They, they leave the vet. She's heartbroken. She's leaving without her family pet. And they go to Morgan's house. Morgan's sister was visiting and his roommate was there. And they had intentions of going to a party afterwards. But Morgan asked Nicole, like, do you still want to go? Like, are you still up for it? And she's like, actually, I underestimated how I was going to feel. I don't feel like going. Mm -hmm. And instead of just being like, okay, cool, we'll stay home. Morgan leaves her there at his house with his sister visiting and his roommate. And he just up and leaves her there. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? This to me, when I heard this, I was like, oh, this is the nail in the coffin. Like, I already know how I feel about this. So, okay. There's more? girl for christmas this year for christmas this year morgan like i told you she's a buckhead betty like she likes the finer things so she pulls up to their gift exchange with a bag full of goodies presents gift cards clothes like she went all out like she did the works for her man as she should as she should anyway so (laughs) pulls up with a bag full of goodies for this man okay and take them out, like showing him, da da da, all this stuff. So she prefaced his gift by saying this: when they first started dating for Christmas, he had surprised her with tickets to a concert. And the way that he told her that they were going to the concert is that he gave her a baseball cap, and she was like, "Oh, this is weird." And it was like a piece of merch, and he's like, "Surprise, we're going to the concert." 
So, Nicole tells me that she he opens up his gifts, all this <laughs> stuff coming out like she's Mary Poppins, whatever. Then he oh, gets up and says, oh, shit. I'll be right back. Oh, fuck. This man. I'm scared. Hands her a Travis Scott hat in a Ziploc oh, bag. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I said, oh. Why? Did he surprise you to let you know you're going to the Travis Scott concert? Because, I mean, he did that before. Like, it might be kind of cute. Like, you know, do it again. And she was like, no, bitch. We oh, my God. gone to the concert. He bought the hat there. And gave it to her in a Ziploc bag. Did she even say, like, oh, I really want that hat? No. Like, exactly. <laughs> no. She's a bucket oh, Betty. She's not the type God. who's going to wear no damn merch. She's not wearing a Travis Scott hat. And if hat. your hair is done as a bucket Betty, you're not wearing a hat. You're That's not. That's what I'm saying. Not a Travis Scott hat. No. <laughs> oh, fuck. So. With two doo-doo braids on the side. I don't wear that hat. Uh, let me show. Uh, she sent me a picture of the hat in question, actually. She sent it to me. Is it the gold one? No. She's such a mess. She literally sent me this as evidence. In a Ziploc bag. It was in a Ziploc bag. Was it even like the good Ziploc that like actually zips or was it just a... No. And then for Mother's Day this year... This is a terrible hat. For Mother's Day this year... She sent sent Morgan's mom... She sent Morgan's mom a bouquet of flowers. If you've ever ordered flowers, flowers are not cheap. You know that they can be expensive. It can be like $90. She sends... This is just a festival Right, right. (laughs) This isn't even... For the listeners, Shane has a look of pure disgust on his face. Why would you ever wear this? Like, why would anybody ever want it? I have the Pikachu meme, like, on in my head, and that's all I can... Like... (gasps) Okay. So for Mother's Day this year, Nicole sends Morgan's mom flowers across the country. I said his family is from the West Coast. And Morgan shows up to Nicole's house with a box of chocolates. And I asked more information. I was like, oh, like Russell Stover? She said, no. And I was like, Walmart? Like, Rare Rocher? I, no. Walmart. I, I'm thinking Dollar point, store? a bag of kisses. Like, I think it's a bag. <laughs> or the, like, or, like, the cheapo, like, plastic heart that, like... No, it, not it, even that. I asked Did that. he put those in a Ziploc bag the same way he put the cap in I'm here? guessing so, my girl. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm asking you guys... Nicole, she she's truly in love with Morgan. Why? She's in love with him. She can't move on. She just loves him so much. She loves it. the connection that they have. Uh, what do you think? He's slipping a little bit. Like a listen, little bit. A lot. That he, bitch is down. He the, fell down over. The <laughs> he fell over. So, do you think she should give him a chance and they should work it out, or do you think she needs to just go ahead and close this book and walk away? Close the book. And here's why. He, this is going on for a couple of years, right? Okay, so if you start allowing things, they will continue to happen. The problem is this behavior, not not any, like, criticism toward Nicole, but there's a precedent for this. Like, he's continuously done this now. It's like, how are you, how are you supposed to tell him anything? Because Well, that's my anything. thing, is that my question is, like, has she said something before? Like, or... Because my my overall, what I always say in these situations to myself and to other people is, like, communication is key. Like, talk about it. Like, talk things through. You don't have to close things off of that. Especially because, I mean, truthfully, like, objectively, at the end of the day, like, yeah, there's, like, obviously, like, the thought behind it that's not great. But, like, it's, it is a material issue. Okay, but. No. Let's talk about the dog. Well, the dog, that, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's like a cow. That's that's can we, can we, can we roll back? Okay. So love languages. Let's talk about love languages. Okay. Some people like to spend time with people. Some people like to communicate a lot. Some people like gifts. Of course. It sounds to me like <laughs> oh, Nicole is one of those people, like her love language is like giving gifts. Mm-hmm. And okay, that could yeah, be a problem exactly. because of course. if your love language is, uh, first of all, I, I don't know if this conversation has taken place between these two people, but... It sounds to me like, what's his love language? Like, does he speak Well, love? and he also understood it before, obviously, that, you know, like, oh, it, it's that, you know, giving gifts is like a, is like a way of, like, speaking to you and Which expressing why, love for you. And yeah. that's where I think that it's important to continue to, continue to have co- communication and continue to, to have conversations about stuff. Well, because people get comfortable. People yeah. do. People get comfortable in relationships. And at a certain point, if you were giving 
gifts like that. Don't look at me like that, Sherry. Knock that look off your face. If you are, <laughs> he said, "Knock if you buck." Knock if you buck. Your face. Knock if you buck. I need everyone to know. Also, <laughs> let me paint the picture. He had two fingers pointing at her face and swirled it around. <laughs> he said. Take that look off your face look and did a swirl. When no. Guardian Leviosa bitch. take that look off your face, <laughs> bitch. No, but I, I do. I think that people tend to go all out, especially with long love languages like that, when it is a material thing. That they tend to go further out within the beginning, but eventually you do get comfortable in a certain situation. I think that's important to have these conversations and to keep talking about it. You don't have to throw it all out right now in a Ziploc bag. You can uh, okay. You can so have a communication. I'm gonna tell you where I stand here. Great. While I agree with everything that you're saying, I totally agree. I think it's healthy to talk about these things. Two fundamental issues that I have in their relationship thus far. You thought you could leave me alone when I just put my dog down to go to a yeah, random that's party. Bad. That's bad. And two, you met a bitch at my apartment complex Ooh. when we were together, and then ended up going on a date with her when we were broken up. So you had intentions of breaking up is what I'm understanding. Ooh. You planned this shit because you met the bitch and then all of a sudden out of clear blue sky, you have her phone number and can go on a date with her. That don't make no sense. And then told to me. me. And then told, introduced me to the bitch. <laughs> Don even just told me. Said, oh, hey, come over here. Don't Hi, introduce. this is my tryst. <laughs> Literally. Like, yeah, don't introduce, that's bad. Like what? Now, those are the major issues I have with this relationship because that to me is showing a lack of judgment in character. This is like a more of a service problem. I do think that materialism does take a, some part in relationships. Some people are more materialistic than others. That's a simple fact. Yeah. I'm a Taurus. Everyone knows this about Tauruses. We love the finer things in life. We love a nice restaurant. We love a fuzzy blanket. We love a Louis <laughs> Vuitton bag. Like that's what we like. That's a Taurus thing. I don't think I could be with somebody who doesn't appreciate those things. And it's like, if you're not with somebody who's on that same level, like it can cause a lot of problems. They're viewing you as materialistic. You're viewing them as cheap and disgusting. Like, it's just like, how do you, how do the two people meet? Sis, cut it off. This, like, I'm trying to beat around the bush, but I'm not saying cut it off and never see him again, but I'm saying cut off the situation you have with him right now because it's not healthy for you. It might be okay for him, but for you, it's clearly killing you inside. And when I say that, I mean, if you decide to go back to him because do whatever the fuck you want, make sure it's different next time. I say leave him, sis. Ain't no man yeah. out there that's worth the turmoil. Yeah. Not one. And it sounds like, sis, let's talk about you for a second, boo. I think it's time for you to understand what you deserve. Yes. And I think that we could talk about Morgan all the time, but... I don't think you've gotten there yet, if that makes sense. Like, you'll know. You'll know when you won't take something. Yep. And I don't think you've gotten there yet. But when it comes, it's not going to be pretty. And I pray for Morgan because you won't look back. <laughs> the right man will look your way and swipe his card. And you'll be like, Morgan who? <laughs> the only right. Morgan I know is Friedman. <laughs> so I say leave him. Sherry says leave him. Shane? I mean... I think it's it's what Sherry just said. My thing is, I'm always I've I've been there before. We've all been there. And my thing is, I know that it's blinding. Like it's you you don't see what other people see, and like it's hard to look at things from an objective standpoint. And I think that's important to take into consideration. That's where I don't I think I agree with you in the sense that like I personally I'm not gonna give advice on what I think you should do because I honestly know that I would be doing the same exact thing in the situation. However, like you said. Whenever you've had enough and whenever you know you've had enough, you've had enough and that's it. And at that point, like, you just have to be open to saying, that's it, I'm done. And if that time has come, then that time has come. If it hasn't, it will when it does, if it doesn't get better. Yeah, but just gonna only take so much. Nicole, we are here for you. We want you to do well, sis. We want you to prosper. If that's with Morgan, if that's without Morgan, we just want you to be happy. But Morgan, if you're listening, you need to do way better. You know who you are. We didn't use your name, but you know who you are if you heard this. And you need to do better. Coming from us. All right, we'll be right back after this. We are back. So news broke today. 
Tuesday that Kit Harrington has actually been in a facility for drug and alcohol abuse for the past month. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. What do you guys? It's a real thing. What do they think is? Does anyone heard what they are saying is attributing to this at all? Well, I mean, the main thing is that they. I mean, his publicist, I believe, has come forward and said that like the ending, ending of Game of Thrones, which was an entire chapter, an entire decade of his life, has hit him harder than he was expecting it to, and that, you know, um, the terrible writing or just the series in general. Well, I just have to ask. The, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> no, the well, the series itself ending. I mean, in, okay. in, a, in a character that he's attached, you know, literally eight and a half years of his life to, that it's just done. It's uh, all of a sudden it's over, and he's not returning to that anymore. And like, I'm sure that that's a tough thing to. We saw it with the cast of Harry Potter too. Like, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. anything like that that you literally like live that for years, and that's all you are. I mean, no matter what you do. I, I saw Kit Harrington and Dr. Fa- and Dr. Faustus over in London, and afterwards, they had a security guard there that straight up made it clear to every person there, if I see one Jon Snow or Game of Thrones-related merchandise that you try to pass off and get signed, your ass is out. And I will throw you out, and he is getting in the car and going, and no one's getting anything signed. Get that shit out of here. Oh my god! Because that's not what he's doing tonight. That's not, and but he can't get. You can't escape that. Like that's he's and and people are yelling. I mean, and people weren't getting stuff signed, but they were calling him Lord Commander and things like that. And it's like he never escapes that. So like that's Mm -hmm. his life for ten years. Like, so I'm sure that that really really hits all of a sudden, and it's kind of like a you know the question of what's next. Like what do I do now? Yeah, I you know it's crazy as actors at the beginning of our careers you think to yourself like man i just want that like one all i need is that one series regular role where like and i'm set like it's set my career off but a you lot of never times know where it's gonna go that and also you don't realize what can happen when it's over mm-hmm. too like if you and that's so true we see this with like a lot of iconic characters on tv shows and they're on these shows and we never see them again and it's like, where did that one actor go from the show? Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen them before. John Hamm is having the hardest time right. yes. breaking back into right. the career, into his career. And it's like, I'm sorry because he is Don Draper. Like, I cannot see anything else. That's like being Flo from Progressive. Right. Like, that's you're essentially a spokesperson for whatever that was. Urkel. Um, right. And like, yeah, All sure, it. you're set. But. For that time period, whatever that is. It's so hard to do. I feel like. Some actors are successful at, like, breaking out of that. Like, Shia LaBeouf, he had to, like, go rogue for a few years and no one saw him after Even Stevens. And he came back, like, t- completely different and rebranded. But you he know also had a drug it, problem. True. You know who's done it phenomenally is Daniel Radcliffe. He Daniel had, Radcliffe's yeah. so impressive. But he also had an alcohol problem. He did. He, ran, he went through some issues. And of course he is. Like... And I think part of it has to do with societal expectation of what he's supposed to be. And is he ever going to break out of this? Because like you said, I mean, we see it with actors all the time. And it, because of how incredible you were, you will never get seen as anything else. Do you guys think it's better, like, uh, from an actor perspective, to get one big role? at, Or would you rather just have a bunch of little roles and transcend between that? I think it's easier to be a movie star. In my opinion, because yes, you can do an iconic film and like its memory lasts forever, but like it happened once, like it came out. Unless it's time. a movie series, movie series right. are different, but yeah. If you're gonna do like a an iconic TV series, it's like people are so. It's been so long that we've seen Kit Harrington. I, that's all I know him as at this point is Jon yeah. Snow. Like he's gonna have to fucking shave his head and get rid of his facial hair, so I don't even recognize him. And like you're right, a movie series too, like Harry Potter. But I think if it's like a great one-off film, like you're fine. People, you get the accolades, and people are like, "This person is a great actor." Like, I don't know Alicia Vikander, but like yeah. mm-hmm. she's a fantastic actor actress and we're like oh she's so great but i don't t- necessarily tie her to one specific yeah. role I, I think a good example is like looking at like daisy ridley or john boyega in star wars like and there is a really good interview where they talk about like whenever they first got offered the roles and like like she was talking about how they basically like pulled her into a room after mm-hmm. months of the auditions and like going through all this stuff they pulled her into a room one-on-one and they had the contract and they said you need to take as long as you need to sign this because whenever this is signed and this press release is, is sent out, 
your life has changed. Well, Everything that you know is gone. Like you are you are now the face of Star Wars. Like and that's a major thing to sign on for. And it's a, it's a great what of question of like, would you take that? Like, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence almost didn't take Katniss because I, she was like, I don't know that this exactly. is the life that I want. And I think that's a very valid of question. I mean, me, I'm signing it. <laughs> the ink will be dry. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> crying in a Lamborghini is a lot more fun than crying in my fucking Corolla. So at the end of the day, Ooh, I'm signing yes. it. At the end of the day, I'm telling you right now, I know what I would do. I don't know that I would be happy with the outcome if I'm only seen as... I don't know. Beautiful. Girl but do you think movie. that's attributed to the fans? Because I saw like Kit Harrington saying, fuck the fans. So I'm wondering, like, do you think that he would be as manic as he is if the fans weren't involved? Because I will say in like the past like 20 years, because of like Comic Con and whatever, fans have become hyper fans. Of course they're, like, they're groupies. Yeah. Do you think it would be different? Yeah. Well, I, I think, think so. I think that without fans you'd be able to leave set. You'd be able to leave a character whenever you go home for the night. Like, but, or whenever you leave for the season. And, and But you don't get to do that with fans. Kit Harrington, ever since he got cast in Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones started to take off at season one, he's been Jon Snow. Like, I wonder, like, I hope in, he gets better. in the future, like, if there will be, like, a program where we actually talk about mental health as it relates to being, being an actor. Because... I think people try to use acting as therapy too often. They like, do. but that's what happened to Sir Heath Ledger, and mm. look how that ended. That's why this is a huge debate. So I'm just gonna put this out out there, but we don't have to talk about it. I'm not huge into the idea of method acting. I'm just I'm not, not either. Because I think as somebody dangerous. who's a trained actor, I'm like, how lazy? Like, yeah, yeah, I can stay up for 72 hours to depict the fact that I'm tired. Or I could use my tools as an actor and make you believe I'm exhausted, even though I got yeah. 10 hours of sleep, bitch. Well, like, whenever Jared Leto yeah. would talk about how he, which, which, here's the thing too. There is a major problem with what method acting is defined as to some actors yes. and what it is for others. I think someone like Daniel Day-Lewis, perfect example. Like, I think he understands that's the best way for him mm-hmm. to get into stuff. And it yields incredible performances. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the ones like Jared Leto who do it for attention yes. and who do it for a means to be like, look at what I did for my art. I suffered for this. I I remember whenever he played the Joker, he talked about how he sat inside of a dark room with all the lights off with a computer in front of his face in the dark web, looking at pictures of people, pictures and videos of people being murdered and killed what? and death because he wanted to get into that mindset. I'm like, that's fucked up. Whenever method acting starts to inconvenience the people around you, it becomes a problem. Yes. So Daniel Lewis, yeah. well, well, he doesn't, he usually does it for himself. Whenever he did my left foot and he made the crew carry his ass around set because he couldn't. <laughs> That's one of like, my favorite set stories on. ever. Come on. That's like, one of my that is such an inconvenience to everybody here. That's amazing. He made the he made the crew carry his ass around set. If I could, I would do If I was a crew member, I'd be like, you Say must be fucking and kidding me. I will me. drop your ass because I know your fucking feet work, bitch. Like, I've seen it. Stop. <laughs> Kit, if you're listening, you're not. We say this all the time. Every week. We know you're not. But if you're listening, we are here for you. We understand. And don't let them put you in a box. Come out that box. Hopefully naked. Bitch. Well, that just... (laughs) What? (laughs) I still like his naked body. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's appreciation. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll be right back with royalty after this. Royalty. Okay, bitch. All right. We can't do that every week. That was a whole minute of it. Like, oh my god. You have a segment intro for everything else. Why can't you have one for royalty? I think you should remix that. Just just do something. Bitch, I'm not a producer. Like, I don't know how to do that. You're producing a whole podcast of what yeah, you Yeah, but that shit's easy. Like you've, <laughs> you've used Audacity before. Tell that shit to someone else. I don't know how to make else. beats, girl. You need to ask somebody else. I just made the beat for you. You just, like, reverb or something. I don't know. Okay, so all I'm going to say to you is, even if I knew how to make beats, I'm not fucking making that song. I'm trying to let you down gently. I don't want to make it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn, you just like snapped like, literally at her. Like, made me say that because I was trying to be so nice. I'm not gonna fucking make that song. <laughs> I mean, it just looked like a pit bull. She did. She that barked at was you. Was over it. She barked at you. <laughs> because I was trying to be nice. Like, okay, even if I'm not gonna fucking make that song. <laughs> Mind you, Damn. I don't have the equipment. Ha ha ha. Audience, like, I just want to let you know that I was just idly singing this before she started the segment and she was like okay sing it so I sing it and then she got mad at me wow well damn that was my royalty for the week <laughs> true that was a whole discussion I'm not gonna though. fucking do it <laughs> I won last week so it is my turn to go yeah go ahead so your pot's overflowing right now it is so this is a little story about going out in Atlanta and the shenanigans that just happened oh, the many God. people that you meet so I was going out with my friends. We were out, you know, girls night, cute, lots of fun. So my one friend is trying to get over her man, which is like, there's always one friend in the group that's trying to get over her man. Every time you get out, you go out. One person mm-hmm. is trying to get over somebody. So my one friend is trying to get over her man and we see this cute little guy. He comes to her, up to her and starts talking to her. We're like, oh, cute, cute, all right. Like you go girl, we're like trying to encourage her. He's way cuter than her man. He's like tall. Like it was cute. So I'm like, yes. So we're all like across the bar, like kind of spying on her, but like trying not to do too much. So like they don't feel pressure. So um, apparently he opened the conversation by saying like, oh, um, I like your hair. She used dreadlocks. And she was like, okay, thanks. And he was like, yeah, haha. And like, that was it. And I think he asked her like, how do you take care of it? Do you use apple cider vinegar? And I was like, what a what? fucking dweeb. Like, no, <laughs> this man needs help in the like apple women department. <laughs> Literally, girl. Don't say dove. <laughs> right. So then one of our friends like went up to the bar to get a drink because she, I know. Get the hell away from me. Because <laughs> she needed a refill on her drink. And so she's <laughs> eavesdropping on their conversation. And at the point she heard, she said, uh, he said, oh, so you're turning 25. So, like, you're about to get kicked off your parents' insurance. And we're like, what? What the fuck? What type of bar talk is this? Like, what? No. And so at this point, I'm like, somebody go over there and get her. Because this is just too much. So, apparently, they ended the conversation. That they is not worth it. Right. So, we were like, how was it? And she was like, I mean, he was nice. And we are like, oh, okay. Weird. We weren't going to say, like, bitch, we heard. Like, he's lame. Like, we were just like, okay, cool. And she was like, yeah, like, um he had me put my phone number in his phone we're like okay like oh cute okay we all just went about our business so we're sitting there enjoying our drinks like checking out the crowd like you know just having a good time then she gets a a text that says who is this this man texted her after she put his number in his phone and texted her and said who is this uh-oh. What? She didn't even text him first. He just texted her randomly and said, who is this? So that was one thing. We were like, okay, just don't talk to him anymore. Like, your old man was lame, but, like, this guy might be lame, too. So let's just move on. We go to a new bar. We just get there. We're ba- we've barely arrived. Just ordered drinks. Then this group of what seems like Papi Chulos comes up to us. Oh, God. So they come up and they're like, hey, what's up, shoddies? Like, what's going on? We're like, oh, nothing much, nothing much. And I'm really, like, giving them a side eye. Like, yo, don't talk to me unless you're about to buy me something. Like, at the end of the day. Like, I'm not here for my looks, okay? So I'm just like, hey, what's up? It was a very weird introduction to the conversation because I don't even know how we got on this. But then the first 10 seconds, they're like, yeah, haha, we're white and black. So, like, your group of friends appeals to us because we were, like, a black and white group of friends. And we were like, okay. Then one of my friends goes, wait, you guys are white and black? They said, yeah. She said, I could have sworn you were Puerto Rican. I was like, oh. So then he was like, no, no, no. We get that all the time. We're not. We're not. So we continue with the conversation. And this man is like trying to show us something. He's like, I'll show you my mom. Like to prove to you that we're white and black. Pulls out his phone. <laughs> it's a whole Android. And I was like, oh, hold on. Oh. Don't show me anything on an Android. Because I won't be able to see it with that pixelation. Like I can't. So... <laughs> This man starts to get mad and he is like getting aggressive and not mind you, he has like tattoos all over his body. Now I don't listen, Android users get so defensive. They do, and I'm I'm not the type of person to like I'm not gonna judge you, like I'm not gonna come up with like notions about who you are because well, guess what? I don't have to fight you when I have an iPhone. Right. There, I don't have anything to fight. Ooh. Right. Like, so he pulls out his, his Android. You know me, I'm a walking troll, so all I'm gonna do is troll you. I'm like, ew, you have an Android, you're disgusting, blah blah. This man starts snapping out. Like he's I'm scared of him at this point because he's big, he has tattoos all over, he got two teardrops. Like I'm like, oh no. Uh-oh. So he's like, you're oh what you got against Androids, blah 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 going off. And I was like, oh I don't want to text anybody with the Android because you broke. He said, Oh I'm broke? This is my drug phone. I'm a drug dealer. And I was like, oh, okay. and that's whenever you pulled out your badge and you said, thank you. 
Like, you just have an Android. It's fine. Like, let's move on. Like, don't try to seem hard like you're a fucking drug dealer. You have an Android. You like using Android interface. It's fine. He goes, no, I swear. Pulls out the biggest wad of cash I've ever seen in my life. My lips sucked in so hard. I looked like a grandma. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no teeth, nothing but gums. I was scared. So then we started talking to this man a little bit more. And my friend was talking to him in depth and found out he's a whole murderer. Not only is he a fucking drug dealer he is a murderer he had killed two people and she said to him you saw oh my god teardrops? You yeah but i feel like people just get that these days because like lil wayne had it like whatever they don't know what it is and she was like did you actually kill people he said yeah just you kill two people and he said yeah and she said did they deserve it and he said one of them did god damn oh, no. yes so we got a little drinks from him what about our business he texted my friend today and she blocked his number. That's it. That's the story. We almost died from a drug dealer. And oh yeah, a lame person texted my friend. I may have solved a murder. I don't know his name, though. I don't know his name. Call Crime Junkie right now. Like, I will call, I I'll call, call him. You. I don't know have gotten his DNA. Brett, I got a story for you. In. I should have gotten his DNA. I should have swabbed his cup. <laughs> or just taken the cup. Amateur move. Oh, my God. Super crazy. It's That's my tea. Here. Jesus Christ. Who's next? Um, okay, I can go. Mine's... I'll preface, mine's not very good. But anyways, Finally. we went out. <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. Um, I went down to Florida this past week, and I was down in Jacksonville. And I've never been in Jacksonville before, but the face that you just made is the face that I feel about it. Yes. Sorry to anybody listening from Jacksonville. Place is a shithole. Like, place sucks. Like, yeah. it's not good. Nope. And I straight up, we mm-hmm. get there, and our, for one, I, like, my... my Tea is actually just the, kind of the entire experience and all the issues that we had with everybody <laughs> hating it. So Damn. basically, we pull in, we've got this Airbnb, we drive like all the way down this street that's just slowly getting darker and darker and darker. Mm-hmm. And then we're getting on like the dead end, and we're like, our, like he like pulls in, he goes, This is it. Oh, like, no. And we said, Wait, what? yikes, hold on. And then we went inside, and inside it was actually nice, it was like nice inside. And we had both of our dogs with us. And as we're, like, getting ready to go out to a couple bars that night, we are, like, getting ready. And there's a knock at the door. And it's, like, 1030 at night. And so then, like, one of them, like, one of my friends, like, goes to the door. And opens it? opens it up. Oh, my God. Well, afterwards, he was like, he was like, what? Well, I thought it was the owner, and I was like, the owner doesn't come and check on you at the Airbnb. Like, and they would call that you. That doesn't happen. They would call you, and also to like the hotel managers and come to your door and be like, how's your stay? Like, right. that's not so. Anyways, so he goes out, and the dogs kind of run out after this guy, and my friend goes, no, don't worry, they're so sweet, they wouldn't hurt a fly, and I was like, stop, oh <laughs> don't my say God. that, let this guy be scared of them, and so then he tells us that he left this, like, pair of, like, Beats headphones, like, in the house, and he was like, I need to find them, and my friend at this point was like, okay, stay out here, I'll look, he went, like, he goes, yeah, there's no headphones here, so he told the guy he leaves, and then the whole night we were like, uh, yikes, so, like, we let the dogs loose, we ended up going out that night, and we get in the car, and we order an Uber, and this Uber driver talks and talks and talks and talks and talks the entire time. None of us are talking. And he starts telling us about how the people before him didn't tip him and how much he hates it when people don't tip. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think that's like, what my the tactic. fuck? Like, my right tactic right as an Uber driver, like, if you don't tip, you're a broke bitch. You would never want to be one of those, right? <laughs> <laughs> basically this guy's tactic and so well you better believe my ass was like bitch not after that like i'm gonna tip you like a dollar like because let me tell you like don't come in here telling me about how like i need i need to tip you right so anyways then the next day obviously nothing happened with the guy who came to our house we i don't obviously he was just a fucking weirdo but the next day we get into our first uber for the afternoon and we're driving around and this guy says that me and my friend look alike and he's like, you guys look like you could be brothers. And I just kind of made a joke. And I was like, ah, but which one of us is better looking? Ah, and like joking out the guy goes, no, no, no. We don't, we leave that to the ladies. We don't talk about that with the men. The uh, men don't talk about that. Do you know what I mean? It's only for the ladies to decide that kind of stuff. And I was, and he kept talking about that. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, Ooh. Okay, yeah, he's awkward. Um, yeah. And then someone mentioned like a bar that we were, we were like, well, we could go to this bar. He goes, no, 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 you don't want to go to that bar. That's the gets the gays. The gays go to that bar. You don't want to go there. 
And we were like, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Jesus <gasps> Christ. And then he just kept going. The entire time he just kept making this oh, like see, little comments. Oh, see, I would be scared. Oh, I wasn't scared. I was just like, I was honestly like, this is fucking entertaining. Like how Gay far is this guy are a real go? thing though. He may be joking around and acting like it's cool, but he could be calling his friends for backup to come whoop your ass. Well, I mean, yeah. Also, he's an Uber driver though. We had all his information and there's three Oh, true, 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 true. So it's not like I just got some random guy's car. Like, okay, 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 okay. No. Not so, like last time? <laughs> you remember your Uber driver's GPS yeah. wasn't working? Oh yeah, that guy. Was he even an Uber driver? Who the fuck knows? Right. Yeah. That guy's daughter should have said he doesn't need to be driving. <laughs> Anyways. So then we have we get to a bar. And then we have a bartender who basically is making other gay jokes and is saying stuff like someone said something about like this or that. Or, you know, everybody's a little bit and goes, well, be careful about what you say that around here because you never know where people are quote unquote on the spectrum around here. <gasps> and I was like, what the fuck is this place? And everybody that we talked to talked about how much they hated Jacksonville and how like shitty of a place it was. And they're like, this place sucks. But our final Uber driver that we had for the entire trip, we, he's like this ex-Marine and he's like he's huge and i'm in the back seat and we're driving and in front of us is this like huge black biker guy like right in front of us like at the stoplight and the stoplight turns green and right off the bat our uber driver lays on the horn as soon as it turned green well that guy obviously gets pissed off and like turns around and looks at us and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. He's gonna And be then with like drove up and then like our like Uber driver like whipped around him and like got up in front of him. Well, this guy then comes up and somehow gets in front of us again, and the next light, it turns green and the dry, the guy just sits there. <laughs> until <laughs> until my Uber driver like lays on the horn, the guy starts pulling out a little bit, gets to the middle of the intersection kicks his leg over, kicks the kickstand on, turns around and starts walking up to the car. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. God." I literally was like, fuck, like I'm going to get shot. Like this is like legitimately. And the guy was like, get the fuck out of the way. Like yelling. And I was like, oh my God, what is it with me and Uber drivers lately? Like literally like getting my ass in danger. Like, so then he like whips around this guy and like almost hits him and knocks his bike over and then drives up ahead. And then the guy comes up behind us again and like comes up and is right beside us. Like like revving his thing. Like I was like, oh my God. Oh my god i'm literally gonna be fucking murdered and i didn't i'm here now but <laughs> okay. don't go to jacksonville jacksonville's did fucking wild him? yes of course i did i was like this guy literally threatened my life like in the car like 100 like i was not safe like he did not get a tip he got a bad review he got a tip at crime stoppers he <laughs> here's a tip <laughs> I got a tip for you. <laughs> America's most wanted. Right. No, 100% Jacksonville shithole I would not recommend. I can't oh with homophobia. God. That shit scares me. That place scared me. Oh, don't go back. Ooh. I have no reason to. Good. Sherry? Jesus. We're ready for yours. Okay, so mine is another story about when I first got to Atlanta and wild the fuck out. Okay. So... There's this saying that move to Atlanta, become a hoe, and that's what I did. So, (laughs) so one day, me and a close friend went out to uh, this place called Hole in the Wall. If you know Atlanta, and if you know Buckhead Road Street, whatever it turns into, you know that Hole in the Wall is right next to Red Martini, which is right next to Moondogs. So it's these three that are kind of connected, except... You have to be 21 to get into Red Martini. So Hole in the Wall is where all of like the college people congregate and have a good time. So this place is devoid of air conditioning. It's <laughs> hot as hell in there. And it was homecoming weekend. Um, it's like, I think it was Morehouse and Spelman homecoming weekend. So if you know anything about that, you don't have to go to those schools to celebrate. Everybody just comes in, alum, like other HBCUs come to celebrate that homecoming. And sometimes people from PWIs come to celebrate. So Hole in the Wall is packed. It's wall to wall. I think I was upset because, you know, like you're in a group of girls, like Amanda said, I was trying to get over someone. Right. So best believe were I tried to get over. under someone. <laughs> so this is what happened. We were dancing, me and this close friend. And all of a sudden I looked to the side and I see this Fine, man. I still picture his shoulders. And I look at him and I literally did the Pikachu meme and I said, (gasps) (laughs) 
across a seat of sweaty college students. And I said, that man is gorgeous. And I only saw his profile from the side. And, and I thought said, to myself, bounce on that. Yeah. I said, I was like, oh my, oh my God. Like I've never been struck by a man's beauty, but wow. I felt like I was electrocuted. So I, I was like, I forgot about him. Cause I'm like, oh my, that will never happen. And me and this close friend, we go on the dance floor and we, we rock out. And the close friend sees another guy that's really hot and was like, who is that? The one with the glasses. And we're like, damn, a lot of, a lot of really nice looking guys in here. So we, we still continue about our day and we're milling about, we're taking names, definitely getting numbers because we find like that and running around hole in the wall. So we come up by the bar and there's like this, it was like meant to be because people started clearing and all of a sudden both of the guys that we saw are standing right next to each other. And there are all of these women around them in their like sorority stuff, like talking to them. Um, They don't seem to be affiliated with anything because they would have had on their stuff. And they're just talking, macking to them, whatever, whatever. And the close friend goes, I'm going to go get that guy's number. And I was like, oh, that's so bold. And the close friend was like, no, I'm just going to do it. So close friend marches up, says, hey. And he goes, hey, do you have a girlfriend? Uh, No. Okay, what are you doing tonight? We'd love to hang out. He goes, uh, okay. <laughs> and comes back literally one minute later and says, got it, your turn. So I'm sweating. I'm like, oh my God, I never expected you to do this. I never expected you to do this. <laughs> so <laughs> so she's, close friend is looking at me like, so I did it. Your turn, your turn. So I'm like, ah! and all of a sudden close friend pushes me into this guy who kind of turns around and is like, someone like hit me and I'm like okay (laughs) maybe (laughs) like okay and I'm like and he's like yeah and I was like do you have a girlfriend (laughs) same words same words I didn't I didn't even try to change it was like no I was like okay you doing anything tonight (laughs) and he's like no and then he starts looking at me like because at first he was annoyed but then he was like wait what the what the fuck like what's going on so he starts looking at me and sees I'm kind of interesting looking was like what's your name? And I was like, uh, Sherry. And he's like, my name is Manoas. And me, (laughs) okay. Like, why do you have the name of a Greek god? The body, the body of, oh, like, I can't even put it together. Like, the body of, like, a track star that runs the 100, but, like, 6'2". I said, what is go? Like, the skin was so smooth. The way he smiled, literally, I thought my panties were creeping down my leg. Said, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. So we start talking. What's up, my Get back, back up. Just creeping. We're not leaving right? yet. We're not. Shh, get back up here. So we're both talking to these respective guys at this point, me and close friend, and we found out that they're brothers. <laughs> like what? Listen, I love it. They're brothers. Like, they're, and he literally goes, what "Yeah, that's friend's my younger brother, Zeus? Robbie." Oh God, <laughs> Robbie. So how do you have Manoas and Robbie? <laughs> right. The fuck? And I find out that this guy is visiting. He's in grad school in North Carolina, and he's in like the military. So he's. He's jacked. And I'm like, oh my God, like complete candy. So the night goes on and it's getting close to the end. And they kind of look at both of us and they go, so were you guys serious? And we go, yeah. And they go, okay, well we have your number. What's next? I'm like, okay, let's find an after party. We go to the first after party. We were kind of in like Buckhead and we had to travel to Edgewood. But by the time we got to Edgewood, all of the, um, the clubs were closed. So they called us, they're like, hey, they're closed. And we're like, no problem, come back to my place. So at the time, I was living by myself and literally they were like, okay, we'll both come. We literally, I have never driven so fast in my life. <laughs> These winding ass roads up and down hills. I think I was going 80, I should have been stopped because we had to shave. We had, <laughs> we had to shave legs. We had to shave other things. Oh my God. We had to clean my apartment because literally, oh my God. It, it's like that movie where everyone's scrambling and they're right behind us. So we're like, oh, shit. we don't give them the, the address at first because we're like, no, we need some time where we have to throw everything because our makeup is everywhere. We're, we, we and just, listen, girls are messy as fuck. Yes. Y'all yes. are messy as fuck. Yes. 
So we're throwing things everywhere. By the time we literally jump, in, take a horse bath, jump into one's in the sink, one's in the tub, shave, shave, shave. Okay, throwing the razor, shave, shave, shave. Then we're throwing stuff into a closet. All of a sudden, knock, knock, knock. And we're, we finally put our shoes back on and it's like we collected ourselves. Went like, and yes. opened the door. Hey, why put the shoes back on? Why put the shoes why back on? Why put the shoes back on? So we're talking, right? They come inside, they go, oh, okay. They both walk inside and they're like, they're looking at us. We're sweating a little bit. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so, so the, the guy who knows looks at me and goes, so can I get a tour? And I'm like, yeah, like, come on. Here's the kitchen. Here's my washer and dryer. Here's my bedroom. Boop. So we go to the bedroom. Close friend stays out in the family room, right? All of a sudden... He, it with Robbie. A family so, Manos is sitting there. He sits on my bed, and he, like, brings me over, and he literally, like, he goes, so, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, so I'm willing to exchange some really fire head for some really fire head. And I said, let's oh, do it. Fuck. <laughs> oh, So, fuck. he literally, he's starting to take his clothes off, and he goes, he looks at me, and he goes, do you want to see? Because I'm by the light. I'm about to switch off. And I said, yes, no, his body. What are you talking about? Forget about that. He goes, do you want to see? And I was like, literally, my hand is on the light switch. And he pulls up his shirt and takes it off. And I go, lights off. It was like like this whole moment. You didn't want to see the dick? That's not something I need to see. I can just, you know, I can imagine it. it. There was enough light where I could, could, you know, see things. When I tell you. This, I literally, that was an out-of-body experience. <laughs> All I know is that I was like, I, I can't even tell you what happened because all I remember is coming, walking out of the room and they're both kind of looking at us, me and close friend, because close friend is on the couch looking pissed. Like she's sitting there watching TV, like on the other side of the couch, like one's over here, one's over here. And he's sitting there awkwardly and I'm walking out and, and his brother's like, who are you? He literally said, what was that? And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, that was a, you, we literally did that for so long. And I was like, yeah. And then he looks at his brother and me and close friend go, okay, you guys can go now. And they go, wait, what? And we go, no, you guys can go. We're done. And we literally let them go out the door. We almost called them an Uber if they needed one, but they drove, shut the door, looked at each other and started hysterically laughing. (laughs) (laughs) hysterically laughing oh. and that's Atlanta oh my God. <laughs> that was a great story that was a great story Sherry <laughs> to Atlanta come on <laughs> alright you know what to do find us on social go Robert go you know what to do <laughs> go Robert you know what to do <laughs> goodbye dang you guys know what you to do you is flex <laughs> A oh, yes! <laughs> Find us on social. <laughs> Vote for your favorite story, and next week we will announce the winner of the royalty. In the meantime, we have an email address now. Write to us if you want our opinions. Say Pod at gmail.com. Say Pod on all social channels. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, rate, whatever you have to do. Leave us a comment. Do what you got to do. People are trying to get sponsors out here, bitch. We're not trying to work. No more. So go ahead and like and comment on the shit, please. And follow our personal accounts. While oh, yeah. Out. Follow our personal accounts, too. Do that as well. Yeah. We also need to get paid in those ways. Yeah. All right, kids. Say bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.